It be too late to alter course, matey. And there be plundering pirates lurking in every cove. And mark well me words, matey. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> the code is more what you call guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, a daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis from scottartis.com. And I'm Heather Artis from blackpearlminute.com. Thanks for joining us for Minute 80 of The Curse of the Black Pearl. Happy Friday. Why, thank you. Yeah, we're kind of a day off on our whole schedule and we explained that earlier, so I am not even going to go back and do that. But I should say, the studio is actually back to normal temperature-wise. Well, kind of normal. I mean, the insufferable 85-degree sauna that we were in for the past few days has actually dissipated. And Now we're in Arctic temperatures. Yeah, it's not necessarily due to fixing the air conditioning issue, but we did fix that. It's because our miniature, I should say miniature, heat wave has subsided and we're back to receiving that cool ocean breeze. And it's actually been really windy and I don't even think we broke 70 today. It's just yeah. been in the 60s. And then we, because of the heat wave and the no AC thing, we had all the windows open. And it's really been blowing wind and cool. And yeah, now it's, I think, probably hovering in the 60, 59 degrees yeah, when we 50s. got into the studio here today. It's like, oops, should have closed that up. So now <laughs> Heather is actually going to bring a blanket in with her, which is crazy. <laughs> So it's like, wouldn't you know it that as soon as we fix it, the temperature drops back down. It's just how we roll here. Uh But we'll be set for the next time. That we will. So I'm not complaining as I don't want that Aztec heathen gods to smite us again with their fireballs. So we'll just say thank you for that. And Heather brought me a surprise chair. Whether we can keep it or not, it's a different story. But at least right now, it's not going to squeak on me. And (laughs) maybe I won't go insane. So that'll be nice. Everybody will start to email me and say, no, I still hear the squeak. It's all in your mind. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing is, is lucky for Heather, because that means I can hold off on that whole blood repaid idea that I had. And I can save you from having to, you know, go through such a drastic measure. And we can maybe do that another time then. Maybe. When it's necessary. Yeah. So there you go. You're all good. So on this cool Friday, are you ready for some pirate action? Cool Friday with non-squeaky chair. Exactly. It's a whole new world here. I'm ready for action. Alright! In the previous minute, Elizabeth Swan and Will Turner take us on a nine and a half weeks adventure, squished into a mere 60 seconds. Don't stop! Doctoring and holding my hand is the moral, or should I say, immoral, to this blossoming love affair story. The highly anticipated kiss is interrupted with the revelation that innocent Miss Swan is nothing more than a thieving pirate herself as she tells Will that she was the one who stole his cursed family heirloom. Little did she know that Will embraced his lust for the last, which set him on a path to the pirate side as well. A match truly made in unnatural fog. Minute 80 begins with Elizabeth expanding on the classic answer because, by qualifying it with what I personally have heard many times, I was afraid you were a pirate. That would have been awful. Will realizes it wasn't her blood they needed as he pieces the Black Pearl puzzle together. The minute ends with Captain Jack Sparrow talking to Hector Barbosa, 
I expect to leave you standing on some beach with absolutely no name at all, watching me sail away on my ship, dot, dot, dot. Now that's one hell of a statement to end a minute with right there. That it is. Exactly. So I had some references in the opener there, and I saw your eyes go, why did he say that? And I'm not (laughs) going to explain it. I'm just going to let it go. For all those other people out there, we'll see. There's a couple of movie references from the kind of romance stuff, so we'll see if anybody else identifies it. But yeah, that's it. That's right. It's how I roll now in my cool new chair, my streamlined chair, and in the cool Arctic temperatures we have here, which I personally like. I like the cold because I'm sitting here in shorts and a t-shirt. Well, you're a little crazy. Pirate, actually. (laughs) They say pirate. You're a little pirate. Thank you. Well, not quite little. Six, seven is probably more than a little pirate. You want me to say you're a big pirate? A big crazy pirate? Big crazy pirate. There you go. There you go. That's your pirate name, Big Crazy Pirate. <laughs> Sounds like a, I don't even know what to say to that. I guess we just get started maybe with Angry Will Turner. <laughs> maybe that's a good place to go. I mean, I think there might be a bit of miscommunication between Elizabeth and Will, actually. That's kind of what I have. Do you, do you get that? Yeah, because obviously he's upset. She knows it. And she says she's sorry for taking Will's medallion. Uh-huh. Will makes the realization that it wasn't her blood that was needed, but his father's blood. And this is where it all goes downhill then. The romance has ended. Well, definitely that's ended. (laughs) That ended with like a two by four to the face all of a sudden. (laughs) Yeah, it really was just quite the disaster. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's missing his squeaky chair. Yeah, I am missing the squeaky chair. It helps me think. It's not just his father's blood, but it's the blood of a pirate. His blood. My blood. The blood of a pirate. Thanks for the real quote. You're welcome. So this seals the deal for Will that everything he has believed in or come to believe in about his dad has really been built on less than a truthful foundation, I think. Yes. It's like, well, maybe not the foundation Will expected or created for his dad in his own mind since he hadn't seen him in a while. He's a little upset about that. Yeah, but he's not. I don't think he's upset with Elizabeth so much at this point. No, it's... I think it is at first. Maybe he's like disappointed because we do see that disappointment in his eyes, like that realization. Like I, I can't believe all these years I thought this was gone. Yeah, you had it all these years. What the hell, Biatch? <laughs> you couldn't say like a few years later, like, hey, this is the deal. Something was going to happen. I didn't want them to find it on you because Norrington said all pirates. You know, are going to die. So I hit it. And then I knew now I know that you weren't a pirate and you're doing this. And here's your medallion back. No, she kept it. Yeah. So why didn't she return the medallion earlier to oh, him? I think we said it because she herself is a pirate. Is a like pirate? in the opener, <laughs> she is a thieving little pirate. Because she, I mean, she could tell he wasn't, he was a blacksmith for years. Apprentice, I'm sorry. And... So obviously that offended me. So I'm glad you said sorry. He's not a pirate. So why didn't she return it earlier? Because she wanted the pirate. Unless we go back to she didn't think about it until that dream. I don't know. I guess we could. I don't really want to relive that. Because why didn't she give it to him earlier? That's a good question. But I just can't believe. I can't believe I'm even going to say this again to go down that road. Of, I can't believe that she hadn't thought about this medallion all that time. Seriously. We're not going to rehash that. And I don't even remember what early on minute that was. So we'll just leave it as that. But I, it was a contentious thing here between us. It, 
Heather thinks maybe she forgot about it. I thought, how is that even possible, being that she's so infatuated with the pirate stuff, but it was left in her drawer, all dusty, so I don't know what the hell is going on with that. She forgot. <laughs> what? But what I do know is that he's not upset with her, and I think maybe he really is, at least like I said in the beginning, he is because he's disappointed, but he really isn't upset with her anymore. But I think more upset with himself that his dad was just not like this normal person. Or maybe it's his dad was a normal person and didn't live up to his expectations. Well, you can look at it from both ways because sometimes people build up people in their minds or their parents or something. And then when they don't live out or they realize that, yeah, they're also just human. They're not kind of supernatural godly figures that never make mistakes. Sometimes that bursts people's bubbles, right? Yeah, but it all goes back to Will doesn't like pirates. I know. Yeah, but you're missing my philosophical point. I got it. His parents are just normal people. His dad happened to be a pirate. I mean, I'm not saying that that's not a step beyond the normal something, whatever I'm trying to say there. It's, you know, he is kind of a thieving pirate, if you will. So there's something to be said for that. But he is still kind of now based in reality with this normal person. Yeah. Who just happens to have a career as a pirate. And so, but you know what I'm saying? He's not like this yeah. godly person that he made him out to be. Right. So, and that can go any direction. It doesn't have to be just something, you know, your parent is doing something illegal or not. It just is, he didn't live up to what I thought he really was. He didn't live up to Will's expectations. Yeah. And the fact that he is a pirate then is also just the worst because Will, as we all know, despises pirates. Right. And was that something that came up because pirates, he think, maybe killed his family or I should say his father or, you know, destroyed the merchant ship that he was on, which was the case. Right. Either way, some of his life things or choices or experiences have brought him to this place that we see him that he just really hates pirates. Yes. And now his father. He has pirate blood. Is one of those people that he has grown up hating every day of his life. It's almost like he's blaming pirates for his father not being there as opposed to maybe blaming his father for making the choice to go off to be a pirate right but he didn't know that he was a pirate so this is getting some weird probably getting everybody lost out there on that you are so there we go we'll just leave it at that (laughs) but also again as we talked about that like if he was a merchant person or a merchant seaman Uh uh-huh that often they would go off for months at a time right because that was just the nature of the job so So whatever anybody can make of that last garbage that we just talked about, if there's any sense to be made out of that, or does it make any sense, maybe I'll listen to it when we actually then post it and have it live. Then I'll realize, boy, that was a bunch of garbage that nobody could even understand. So anyways, whatever that happens, we really can't skip over the fact that his dad really was actually a pirate. But I think the big part here, too, that irks Will is that and then maybe makes matters worse, is that he found out about his dad originally being a pirate from a pirate. (laughs) Yeah, Jack. So it's not even he found it out from Elizabeth in this kind of situation. He's actually going, God, Jack was right. Of all people, a freaking pirate had to tell me that my dad was a pirate. I didn't want to believe him. Now it's true. Damn that guy. He probably would have taken it a little better from Gibbs than from Jack. Possibly. Yeah, maybe. You know, I think anybody if maybe Gibbs like, told him rather than Jack, possibly he yeah. wouldn't have stung so bad. Well, because yeah, because Jack is the uh, one that he's already had a beef with and had this kind of 
whatever you want to call it, this duel. We can right. call it a yeah, duel. Yeah, it's a duel. And and they're still doing a mental duel, whether the fighting's already done or not. They're still going at it with each other, just kind of in a different way. And this is just one of those little notches in Jack's belt as a win that his dad is a freaking pirate. So I guess that's why maybe he wanted that win too earlier when he knocked him out. Because it's like, okay, so, so there's still all that going on. Right. And I don't even know if this conversation makes any sense anymore. We could all be just, our minds are frozen here because of the cold. And people are out there going, cold? You call that cold? I don't. That's why I'm in shorts and t-shirt. But Heather is frozen. And it's only like, you know, 60 degrees. Okay, maybe. It's not hit, even 60. Maybe hitting the in the 50s here. So Will slams a medallion onto the table in anger. At Elizabeth. Oh, no, no, no. In anger at that pirate. Yeah, I don't think it's at her. Yeah. Yeah. But Elizabeth thinks it's at her. Yeah, she does, which is weird. Yeah, so she walks out thinking that Will's angry at her and not the whole pirate situation. But he doesn't turn around and... He doesn't stop her. No, because I think he's still... He's still trying to grasp this whole concept and his fear of becoming a pirate himself. I think he's trying to grasp everything. Well, he was trying the to grasp kiss. some medallions and things. But she didn't write him on that. That's really why he's irritated. That's why he slams the medallion. That's why off. he's mad at her. Yeah, that's exactly why. We just hey, we got forget all that other stuff that we were just talking about. This is just latent frustration that's built up. Will is gone. He's holding that medallion now because he's just grasping it. He wanted her medallions. Arr! She's done this. <laughs> she walks out. He slams it down because he got teased. He just, he's so pent up right now. He's been waiting for Elizabeth for so long now. And he thought he was actually going to get somewhere. Yeah. At least the kiss. And then she completely denies him. He says, what the heck? And now I'm pirate and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, his he world has turned upside down. He should be pirate though. He's got to know that she has a thing for pirates. This guy should go on deck, buy Cotton's clothes, (laughs) and come down with the damn parrot on his shoulder. He's going to get that kiss then. I'm pirate now. (laughs) Give the pirate a kiss. Give the pirate a kiss. Maybe find an eye patch somewhere. Yeah. He needs to do it up a little. Get in the game here, man. Get in the game. (laughs) You know, he's got to play the field here with the, or he's got to play the game. Not play the field. No. He just wants Elizabeth. He does want the Elizabeth only. The Elizabeth only? The Elizabeth only. That's what's got to happen. So now we've solved a lot of things going on that we're solving here and really why he is angry. He's angry because he's frustrated. But in reality, he's frustrated because he's becoming a pirate. And this is exactly what Jack told him that he was well on his way actually to becoming a pirate when they first entered the caves on Isla de Muerta. And Will didn't want to accept it. We told him he was becoming pirate a long time ago. Well, we told him that. But then also, Jack told him that he was obsessed with a treasure and that not all treasure is silver and gold, mate. Right. He just had the treasure in his grasp and it went away. So he almost had it. It was in his fingers. Yes. And the treasure went away. So he is now just like a cursed pirate, actually. He can't get the gold. Can't get that treasure. No, he can't. And now she just walked out. That's exactly it. And now to end this curse, the heathen Aztec gods need his blood, the blood of a pirate, because his father's blood flows through him. And it's just pirate blood. So it's not exactly, I think, what Will wanted to hear when he wanted a kiss from Elizabeth. It's like, oh, the humanity now. Poor Will. But instead of getting up and walking away, Elizabeth should have just said, I really like pirates. 
You know, she could have... <laughs> why did she... No, because she's upset with pirates at, right now. Oh, she is upset with pirates. Yeah, because when she got pirates. on the ship, she said, no more pirates. Where is this movie going, for God's sakes? So she's a little obsessed. I think she still has a fascination with pirates, but she's a little upset with them at this point in time. Well, she could have said at least that she's looking for a swashbuckler hero type and something that she sees in the novels and newspapers, right? And then what could be like, today's my lucky day. I mean, seriously. Oh, man. It's a tragedy for both of these characters right now. But I doubt that would have even changed Will's somber mood at that point. He really is down now. Even if he got Love's True Kiss? (laughs) I don't think, yeah, even if he got Love's True Kiss. He wouldn't change. He would go back into this anger mode because of the whole. Well, she walked out. She took it the wrong way. The whole thing became a debacle. <laughs> Elizabeth tells Will that if he was a pirate, that would have been awful. Remember that line? Yeah. So is that because Norrington told her that all pirates would find themselves at the end of a rope, a short drop and a sudden stop to be exact? Yeah. Because she was afraid that if he was found to be pirate while they were on that ship, that Norrington would have thrown him overboard, basically. That's right. Yeah. You know, well, the, or not when they were on the Dauntless in the but beginning, put him in the brig and taken him back for trial. Right. But that's her impression of that. Right. That's her interpretation of what Norrington told her. Yes. All those eight years ago. Right. So it's funny then that she still thinks Norrington would have executed a child pirate. <laughs> Even if it was. I mean, is that the case? I should have looked that up. Have there ever been cases of kid pirates? And how old is, you know, considered old to be a pirate? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, is there a line drawn if you were, say, eight years old or something like that? Ten years old, would you really be considered a pirate versus if you were 12 Uh, or 13? That would have been something interesting to find out. I don't know if he would. I mean, I've seen movies and things where they have, you know, they executed children. Yeah. Thieves and that kind of stuff in in the time period. So it wasn't unheard of. So I don't know how much leeway or or when leeway was given. But for her, though, I don't think it says much of her thoughts on Norrington if she still thinks to this day he would still do that. Or is it that just telling Will that she thought this is something that she thought would happen at the time? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I think it was. I think it's more going into... What she thought would happen at the time. Yeah, so she's not still thinking that Norrington was going to... I wouldn't think she would believe Norrington would do away with a child. As a grown lady. As a grown lady. Because he was a pirate or thought to be a pirate at the time. But as, you know, when she was a child, Those were her feelings bubbling up. That would have been awful if you were discovered to be a pirate because this is what Norrington told me when I was a little girl. Right. That's why I did it. She's speaking of past when she's she not stole still, the... She's not still thinking that Norrington's going around hanging no. little kid pirates. No. She was speaking of the past when she did steal the medallion. That's true. Not speaking if she was to steal it today. Yeah. As far as why she didn't return it before then is a whole different story. Exactly. Because she could have just returned it to him on the sly. Like, I didn't want you to get caught being a pirate, but here's your father's medallion. But maybe they were never alone. Well, that's highly possible because I think at the time, a woman was not supposed to be left alone with a man without having, actually, without having some kind of chaperone there. So she would have to, 
she had almost well she could have i mean she could have returned it yes she could have given it in a box or wrapped it up and then even went there with the chaperone like a you know her handmaiden or maiden or maid or whatever she was and then returned it to him and just said here open this later but this is what happened here it is but i do believe that there were proprieties of the time that said that a woman was not supposed to necessarily be alone or see a you know to yeah. to be kind of alone with somebody like that and maybe she kept it so that Maybe she had plans to give it to him, and she... Like a birthday gift? Like, oh, here's the thing I stole. No, she had, like, a idea of how to give it back to him, but make it Oh, so your theory, your theory is now basically that, maybe not that, but that's why it was dusty in the drawer, because she was actually embarrassed now that she thought that he was a pirate. Even though her actions were noble, she's now a little bit embarrassed that she took it. Well, and yeah. then she put it in the drawer and kind of left it there because she didn't want... If they were actually seeing each other quite a bit, just in interactions, yeah. what if he you know, he could have accidentally seen the medallion she was wearing it? Right. And plus, we already determined that she wasn't going to wear it because, well, it just wasn't something that she wanted to get caught wearing a pirate medallion because she still right. thought it was a pirate medallion. Yeah. So yeah, she probably didn't want that just to slip up and, and anybody to see it, let alone Will. But right. Maybe she was embarrassed that she took it eventually. Yeah. What it's it's that awkward thing of like, I have this, how do I return this without looking stupid since I really like him? Right. Well, when she finally gives it to him, she does kind of have a more embarrassed type look about it. She's all why didn't I give this back to him sooner? Because I could have avoided this whole mess. He'd be yeah. the one here. <laughs> He'd have had his finger pricked, the blood would have went in, all would be well. And I'd be still back in Port Royal. Yeah, I wouldn't have had a pirate adventure, but she could have been looking for that elsewhere. Exactly. Man, she just screwed that up, didn't she? <laughs> that she did. Then there's some stuff about Jack and Barbosa, And, you know, they're kind of starting their chess match, getting into things in conversations. I just really don't have much kind of breakdown for that or any real comments on it. I don't know. Maybe it's just because we got back and... I didn't dive too deep into that. I don't know. I just didn't really have a lot there. Do you have anything that's really going on that you wanted to point out? Well, there's I mean, only... I didn't want to just go rehashing the minute, kind of yeah. rebuilding the minute, but I didn't really have like anything that was of great inspiration or breakdown analysis, I should say. No, and this this conversation actually goes more into detail in the next that's right, minute yeah. than it is here. It's just, you know, they're kind of playing this game and they're repeating each other. Yeah, they are doing the... You know? It's kind of the... Yeah, it's like a weird traditional kind of argument of, I'm going to take this position. No, I'm going to take that position. But it's kind of like just swapping the names in it. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of... I think it's an interesting conversation. Yeah. It's kind of poetic in a way. Right. But it continues on. I think it continues on in the next yeah, minute more in detail. Continue. Yeah, it does that. Yeah. So I don't have much for that, and if you don't, then I say we just kind of hold off, and then we can talk more about that in minute 81. Okay, sounds good. Well, since Heather gave me permission, I say we just come back tomorrow, and hopefully all of you will come back tomorrow and join us for minute 81 of The Curse of the Black Pearl on the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Until then, let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum. What's that, Banjo? Heather's been drinking at the Faithful Bride Tavern? Take me to her, buddy! Blimey! Passed out in the mud with the pigs? Again? 
This sty is your second home. Heather, wake up! The show's done and you're supposed to tell everyone where they can find us, where the after party is, and how their voicemail may be featured on the show. Banjo, get me a bucket. Hey, Scallywags, while Banjo's getting some water to wake up Heather, it's time I say thanks for listening. If you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. It helps us out and we greatly appreciate it. Have a question or comment? Give us a call at 8637-PIRATE. We just might play your voicemail on the show. You can also give us a shout at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. And don't forget to join the post-episode brawls on Facebook and Twitter. If you're interested in our best of clips, you can find us on SoundCloud. All the links are at blackpearlminute.com. It's that easy.